Hey everyone, welcome to Trends and Tings, where we bring you real chats on what's buzzing. It's the big final show of the year, and as is tradition here in the potty, we're recapping the year that was in our special 2022 wrapped episode. We're going to be chatting about all the big stories, news, and moments of the year, as well as our favorite picks when it comes to things like music, TV, and film. Made 2022 perhaps memorable and not so memorable in, in some ways as well. A big welcome to the show to you. My name is Gordon for the final time this year. Welcome, Scotty. It is, uh, we're here. We're a week out from, from Christmas, a couple of weeks out from the new year. Um, and here we are, the 2022 wrapped uh, Trends and Tings episode. How, yes. are you, how are you feeling when, it, you know, obviously we always, you naturally get to the end of the year and feel a bit, uh, uh, you know, you, you review things. You feel a bit, um, what's the right word? I can't figure out the right word, but you reflect perhaps on, you yeah. know, what's, how, how are you feeling? I am just ready to get lit. That, that, that's the mood I am in, you know, like <laughs> just thinking about like, you know, it's, you know, um, getting to that end of year period, everyone kind of feels that kind of strain in some way they have, whether it's like studying or work or just things coming up. I'm like, cool. I feel it. Everyone else feels it. I just want to get mm. lit. Just want to have a good time. Just want to send it, Good times with family. Just bloody send it because it has not been sent for a long damn time. And I just want to, like, I really want to lean into this festive season. You know, sometimes it's a bit, mm. it's a bit cheesy. It's, you know, wearing like the, the Christmas hats and the candy canes, all that, the eggnog, whatever kind of <laughs> cheesy this people have for the holiday season. But I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm going to live it all because I just, I just want to have a good time with people I care about. And that's, that's my mood at the moment. That's that's some wholesome shit, man. I was sort of ready for uh, for the uh, you know. I, I honestly, when I asked you, that, I was like, oh, he's going to be like, oh, I just want to chill and have a nice, relaxing break. But oh. I mean, look, I'm sure that's also the case. But uh, you know, it's good to hear that you're ready for a uh, festive a festive send oh. uh, into the new yes. into the new year. Um, look, yeah, we can all chill and look, and there's <laughs> obviously some downtime we'll all have, but. It's also a good chance to just get, the, you know, get amongst it with friends, send it, have a good time. And then, you know, like crowning the new year with a bit of excitement and enthusiasm because touch wood, 2023 sounds like it might be a good year. So Fucking, that's, you, that's, you better hope so, that's the energy. I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> let's, uh, let's keep the, uh, the positivity train yes. uh, steam rolling into uh, the new year because as we mentioned there at the top, Scott, this is our last episode for the mm. year. Thank you if you're you know, listening for the first time, for the hundredth time. I mean, this is year three, I want to say, Scott, three potentially years. roughly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We started around the end of the year. So um, look, wherever you're tuning in from and whatever episode it is for you, thanks for, for joining us on the journey. And as always, Scott, we, you know, last episode of the year, it's a bit of a review mm. moment for us. You know, every week we chat about, you know, the trends that are happening, all the trends and things that are happening all around the world. Um, and this week, uh, we, we sort of change it up each year. It feels like, you know, depending yes. on the, the mood we're in, but we've sort of gone, okay, we're going to look at some of the big stories, some of the big shows and TV um, and movies rather, and then also some of the best music, which, you know, three things we often talk about quite a lot uh, on the podcast. Mm. And it's sort of, you know, there's no other place to, to start, Scotty, than the sort of biggest stories, the biggest news and moments that have happened uh, across the globe. And we've both picked... You know, a, a moment or a story each. Um, mm-hmm. But before we get into that, Scotty, and, and maybe I'd be keen to get your thoughts on this as well, is that, you know, there's, we can only, we've only picked one particular moment that sort of stopped us a bit uh, for this mm-hmm. year. Uh, but, you know, there were big news stories. There was obviously the Ukraine and Russia, you know, 
tragedy, the war that took place and is taking place uh, in that part of the world at the moment. Uh, the Queen died, of course, earlier this mm. uh, this year. However you feel about that, it was a big moment uh, in the sort of history of 2022. Uh, of course, Roe and the Roe v. Wade debate around abortion in the US was a, a sort of you know, a milestone moment, arguably for all the wrong reasons. Um, you know, there's the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial, like so much stuff that happened oh, in the first full year after COVID. Yeah, I mean, I think we could have basically just dedicated this episode to essentially every headline that we've covered in 2022 <laughs> because, you know, we've also, you know, you can touch on Elon Musk buying out Twitter and radically yep. changing one of the of biggest, like, you know, platforms of free speech or, you know, democracy. Um, there's a sort of craziness with even with COVID. It's still a bit manic where people are trying to like still deny it and still trying to yeah, like monkey box. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even just from a health perspective, there's things that are coming up. I think it's hard. It was very hard to distill down into one story because uh, it, it just felt like so much happened this year. And there were so many like milestones or sort of like key markers of the year that like, you know, damn, can't believe the royal family suffered such a big loss and that shook up yeah. their establishment. And uh, so much has even happened here in Australia that I feel like we could have done, we could have done a Joe Reagan episode and done like a two hour <laughs> long episode just on headlines. <laughs> we, we truly could have, we truly could have. But look, we don't have time for that. The listeners certainly don't have time for that. So <laughs> we've picked one moment each. And yes. um, Scott, let's kick it off on your end. What, is, what has been your, what was your big moment, your big story of 2022? Yeah, and look, the, the story for me was something that I had to reflect on. What kind of meant the most to like all Australians, right? Because you know, arguably, the stuff in Ukraine is really important, and you know, it has mm. kind of flowed onto us. But you know, it's really centered in the Ukraine and Russia and that kind of European Europe, conflict. Yeah. Um, you know, stuff happened in the US. So I really try to think of what is happening here at home. And for me, it was that May federal election where Labor finally won took mm. uh, in government and we got the chance to kind of change how the country has been governed because I don't know, you know, depends on who you ask, but at least from my perspective, things went crash shot over the past few years. You know, old mate ScoMo, mm. probably not the best PM we've ever had. Uh, I hope <laughs> that, I hope that's his legacy. I hope he just goes down as the shittest <laughs> PM we've ever had. Um, and look, for me, it's just because with that new energy has kind of brought in some new change, you know, in six months, it's been about six months at least uh, since Labor's been to power and I've done some pretty mm. good things. And look, I'm not going to be a fanboy in this whole segment and just, you know, <laughs> kiss Labor's ass. Cause I think, you know, there are some things they could have done better, but you know, they stuck to the word. We have a anti-corruption watchdog in the works have been happened. Legislation passed. They brought in some new industrial relations, legislation which might balance the power of employees and employers so at least you know us you know like your average joes your everyday um schmucks get a little bit more <laughs> uh, fairness when it comes to how you manage work and mm. obviously like the big thing even climate as well having a benchmark and again you can ask some people you know it's too low it's you know it's not enough but it's not the ceiling it's just a starting point so i think in six months i think they've done quite a bit which gives me a bit of hope. And I know as we go into like the next couple of years, we might hit a recession and we might, it's not going to get particularly easy for us over this, like over the next year or two, 
but I feel a little bit better that we're being led by a Labour government with Albanese then having ScoMo for another year or two and, you know, potentially gaslighting us all and saying, well, oh, you know, it's not my pro- it's not my job to look after you. It's someone else's <laughs> job. It's, uh, so, I tell you what, yeah. there is someone who's not a, like, I mean, oh, look, don't get me wrong, I, I definitely follow the political world here in Australia, but, you know, I'm not tuning into question time at all, um, realistically. Don't, like, every, every press conference <laughs> here or there, perhaps at the most. But, you yeah. know, the one thing I will say around, obviously, uh, ScoMo, you know, going out of the out of the job and, and Albo coming in was that just now in general and in that, in this first six months, we've had a, a new government here in Australia. Mm. There is that sort of sense of like I, I compare it to this because we're all about to head in and hopefully see families or friends and stuff mm. over the Christmas break um, and you know there's always uncles and and aunties and stuff like that at parties and yeah. you know Skoma always felt like that sort of uncle who you know was probably well educated and stuff but mm. still said dumb shit every now and then and did some yeah. weird stuff yeah. and you're just like oh my god i'm so embarrassed to be related to you uh to be honest uh and then you've got you know your uncle who's maybe a little bit more reserved but uh you know at the same time still well educated and stuff and that sort of feels like with with albo leading leading the country i can mm. sort of sleep well knowing you know if he's at you know events overseas or going to represent australia at a political level uh at a global front you know, yeah. I feel much more confident with the fact that um that's Albo's there doing his thing and and even uh you know all of his support staff you know Penny Wong and and so on and that are really doing Jim Chalmers as oh, treasurer definitely like if, if if I feel confident you know what I mean yeah and so look six months I think they've done a bit and I'm just really curious to see how 2023 plays out because uh you know everyone's still living that cost of living kind of crisis yeah, or you know. That inflation, yeah. So, you know, hopefully they got some plans in the works that kind of balance out things. I think, you know, the budget came out in October and, you know, sort of like a spoiler, it's not looking good for 2023. But, yeah, you know, their plan hopefully is we kind of get into a period of recovery, maybe 2024, and and that's okay. So that's, that's for me, it's the biggest thing is like what matters to everyday Australians. And I think having a new government that – sort of at least have priorities that align to my values. And it's not along the lines of everyone's values, but at least for me, you know, I feel a little bit more confident. Yeah, like you, I can sleep a little easier with uh, Albo giving me a kiss on the head before I go to bed. <laughs> yep, it's a big one. And look, a big moment, no doubt, Albo uh, being the Prime Minister. It's a, it was a huge story, definitely for Australia, that's for sure. Ah, uh, 100%. Um, but so that's me. That's my little nugget of the story nice. for... 2022 what about you what what stuck out for you as a you know 2022 highlight uh, look i i've gone into the world of pop culture uh as mm. uh you know we mentioned a few stories there at the start of this topic that uh you know broke headlines around the world and for me uh, and i've chosen this moment because i sort of have always felt like this uh you know personal sort of uh an admiration towards the person involved, and it's the, it's the Oscars mm. slap. Uh, Will Smith, Chris Rock. Oh, um, yes, yeah. Wow, what a what a moment! And of course, uh, the, there was that period there for about a week where you know people there was there were people talking about nothing else but this oh, yeah. moment. And and I think a true um, case study, if you like, of how these Hollywood things that been broadcast in a global level you know all you need is something like this which at the end of the day was will smith you know if to refresh everyone's memory not that you need it but chris rock makes a joke about his wife 
he rolls his eyes a bit, start laughs a mm. bit at the start, then sort of feels like he's, you know, he probably shouldn't be laughing and actually feels quite hurt. And everyone, you know, was thinking, okay, whatever, it's just a, a bit of a crash joke. Smith gets up there, slaps the shit out of Chris Rock, and then, uh, you know, before proceeding, before even he got up there, you know, yelling and saying, like, you know, saying, mm. you know, don't talk my, keep your wife's name out of your mouth and shit like that. And, uh, man, wow, what a, what a, um, what a series of events, hey, after that sort of like, you know, Will Smith had this PR crisis, as we can only imagine. Chris Rock has done, you know, tours around the world, not necessarily mm-hmm. on the back of that, but I'm sure I know for a fact that he's talked about that in his sets. Um, and it's an interesting one because I think, you know, just the whole, you know, you can overanalyze this to death. But, you know, when we had when we talked about it earlier in the year on the pod, we were sort of saying, is it justified? Is it not? Um, mm-hmm. Like for me, I've, I've never really, whilst I can understand his position and, why he might be upset by the joke, um, I to to go up there and and slap him on you know global television essentially, uh, I thought was was way out of out of character and out of line for for Will Smith and um, you know he's he's starting to come out of the woodwork now, starting to be a bit have a bit more for a profile, but I don't know I don't know if I'll ever be able to see Will Smith in uh, as the guy who you know as anything else like I, i'll know that there will be a little asterisk against his name and of course he won best actor for little uh for king richard in the same yes award show <laughs> so oh man it all went off what, what what are your thoughts looking back at it after a few months to to reflect perhaps look i remember in the moment i i was pretty conflicted because um as much as i know it's it's just not right on any sort of level to just go up and, and abuse someone like that i've had a similar feeling where, you know, like my partner has, you know, um, in, in the past, you know, has some, someone like say something un, unfound to her or has mm. sort of like targeted some assault to her. And, you know, in most moments you're like, I kind of just wish I would. Yeah. You know, like it's just a natural feel like, Oh, I wish. Visceral. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You know, I could I'll just go up and, and hit them, but you, you kind of don't because you know, that doesn't actually help the situation. It aggravates things no one comes out better from it. And actually the better, you know, course of action is maybe call the cops. If like, you know, if it's super <laughs> um, mm. bad um, or you talk to the person or you know, like there's actually, there are better ways of diffusing the situation than going up and hitting someone. Um, Cause we can see the aftermath of the situation and it's spiraled, you know, um, this is something I think Will has done a few interviews like in the last few months or two, and people keep asking. It's something that he won't shake from his career now is tell us about the slap. You know, in five years' time, it's going to be tell us about the slap. It's never going to be something he's going to shake. And it has really barred. You know, this is the guy that I watched in Friends, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Mm. And I remember there's a lot of like, vulnerability in his character. There's a story. There's that moment in the show, which I had a lot of respect for him, was uh, he had – he didn't have a father figure in his life. And there's a scene where he's like on screen, dad like walks out on him and he kind of has like a legit breakdown kind of thing. And I was like, I've, I've got a really similar lived experience. This is someone that I can like look up to. And so mm. all the years later to kind of see him tarnish that respect that I had for him, it, it's kind of like a low blow. And I feel like a lot of people, it sounds like you as well, kind of feel like you can't see him as the same role model because of how he acted in that one moment. Yeah, look, it's uh, I, I, it's it's one of those things where I'm like, you know, you could even look at it from another view and go, uh, the view on what you can say and what you can't say in comedy, mm-hmm. like you know, that was a, uh, I think these oh, type yeah, of jokes yeah, yeah. have been made for years, right? So it's not necessarily anything new, um, but 
you know, that's an ongoing conversation, right? We've talked many times again on the podcast about, you know, mm-hmm. your Dave Chappelle's and, uh, you know, you all those type of comedians who sort of toe the line a bit and, you know, what people sort of find funny and stuff anymore. So it was interesting to see Will Smith react like that. I think, you know, it was interesting seeing it play out on socials as well. A lot of people being like mm. exactly how you're saying, you know, going, oh, well, Chris Rock, like, you know, why are you making jokes about you know, his, his wife when she's right there and making yeah. a joke about it, you know, we, you look back at it and you go, the, the joke was about her hair, condi- like her skin uh, health condition, right? Alopecia where she can't, you know, grow as much hair. So, mm. you know, do you make jokes about stuff like that, which is very personal. And, you know, like you said, when someone says a joke or says, say something stupid about your partner or someone, you know, you're going to be like, well, hold on. I'm pretty annoyed about that. So I'm going to react yeah. in a certain way. So look, so much to analyze it around it but we're gonna we'll leave you to sort of think about you know maybe where you sit on it and how things are gonna you know play on the back of it because will smith he's still like you know a grade hollywood uh, actor it'll be interesting to see uh, how he goes in the next uh, few years on the back of it so look that's part one wrapped up scotty we've got two more to go stay with us because on the other side of this scott we're going to go into the best shows and movies of the year All right, Gords, we spent topic one talking about the biggest stories of 2022 and by God, we could have probably spent much more time talking about them. Uh, I want to move on to something a little bit more lighthearted and talk about um, either the best TV show or movie of 2022 because, dear God, I feel like there's just there's too much content to consume and, you know, I've, I've personally gone back to cinemas. You know, mm. I feel like you're not just streaming stuff on um, the streaming services now, you're actually getting back out to the cinemas. You actually, you know, consuming it in so many different ways. I feel like the exposure is probably potentially more than, you know, maybe the last few years when we were just stuck in the house. I feel like you had a real good opportunity to absorb, you know, some good shows, some good movies. But I know that you and I kind of have, you know, different tastes in what we yeah. kind of draw towards um, our entertainment. So I'm quite curious to see, for 2022, what was your kind of film or TV show that just was a standout winner for you? Yes, a lot of content as always, Scotty, to get through another year, 2022. Um, and yeah, an interesting one because obviously, yeah, no lockdowns and stuff. So mm. maybe not as much time to consume as much content that uh, we did in 2021 and years before, but a lot more stuff maybe felt like it came out to a degree. Um, for me, uh, there is one show, I've got a TV show um, that sticks yeah, out okay. to me the most, and that is Stranger Things Season 4. Um, I've loved the Stranger Things franchise yes. since it, it, it happened and came out, you know, all those years ago, or what feels like. Years, certainly almost a decade ago on Netflix, um, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, this 80s inspired, uh, you know, horror come thriller TV show with a completely new cast of, you know, primarily mm. kids when it started, um, you know, it's transformed into this probably behemoth, probably Netflix's certainly one off, if not their biggest show uh, on the platform. And season four, uh, did you did you watch it, Scotty? Are you across the Stranger Things uh, series? I... I, I tapped out after season one. Like, I just, I don't think I got the hook. I, I appreciated it. I enjoyed, mm. you know, I did enjoy like the retro vibes to it, but 
I feel like other shows popped up that was kind of more cross than than Strange Things. Yeah, right, right, right. So, look, I mean, basically, since it's you know that season one, and it was that had decent production value, but it's got oh, bigger definitely. and bigger and bigger. And this season mm. four, sort of, you know, the first one after COVID, you know, characters have grown up. Um, you know, it's been two years since we've been since yeah. we've seen them, and we're pretending like it's just the the next season, a couple of months after season three. <laughs> um, and you know, they they did a really good job just sort of fusing it all together i think you know getting a good amount of thrill into the show and and upping the um the sort of horror value i think this season quite a bit what i like about stranger things like you mentioned the retro vibe was very Mm. much prevalent through all the show but in particular season four sort of going into this sort of later side of the 80s um in terms of references so like your your big films like your slasher films and stuff of Mm. the 80s and 90s that very much reference the soundtrack the music um you know it's it's this beautiful you know um almost like cinematography experience of the 80s as a dedication uh, whilst also there's this big horror, um, you know, story unpacking itself <laughs> as you go. So look, yeah, I, I and I actually love the way they sort of released half the season, or like I think it was about six episodes at once, and then they waited mm. about a month and a half, and then released the sort of final two episodes of the series. And we're going into season five now, whenever that'll be, and that will be the final, uh, the final series of Stranger Things. So. I'm excited right. for that to, to come around and it feels like a good time for the show um, to finish. Look, it, it, before we get onto yours, Scotty, I, I would say this is that a few honorable mentions on my end. White mm. Lotus, not sure if you ca- have been across that one on Binge, but I have. That yes. is, that season yes. two has been epic, in my opinion. Uh, one of the best sort of new shows going around yeah. Um, at the moment. I think that's been great. Under the Banner of Heaven as well, which is sort of like a dramatized version of some you know, a Mormon um, true story that played out in the US with, um, what's his name? He played Spider-Man for a bit, uh, British guy, Andrew Garfield. Um, he's Andrew like, plays Garfield. like a detective, uh, cool. very true detective oh, vibes, yes. basically. Cool, cool, um, cool. Yeah. So that was good. And look, probably from a movie point of view, which I know uh, yours is a movie, um, I would say Batman and Top Gun, two of the big really, you know, built up movies mm. of 2022 that I thought delivered Um as well, which was great. It's always great to see a movie uh, live up to the hype, perhaps I'll say, when it comes to uh, performance. But that's enough from me. There, there's a lot covered there. What is your uh, pick for the sort of TV and film category? Yeah, look, 2022 definitely um, was more movie year for me than uh, any kind of TV show. And it seemed odd because I think two movies tackled this whole multiverse sort of um, theme in this year. So there was that Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. My one is the other movie that came out, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once with Michelle Mm. Yao and Jamie Lee Curtis and a few others. It is just batshit. Can I just say (laughs) it is, it is like if you think there's like a hard hitting story behind it or there's like you got to come away being like, cool, I get everything I've just watched. Nah, that's that's not what you're getting in, into this for. It's, you know, so it's a whole like multiverse sort of story and it's just it's just so absurd because it kind of makes it bigger than life um, in terms of like the plot, but the heart of it, and it's not really a spoiler, it's just like it's a family drama sort of thing. So there's yeah, just like yeah, yeah. different versions of the same people coming to fight and it's just a huge family conflict, but because it's so wacky, um, it really sells it. And I think Michelle Yao is, I don't know if they're a, um, 
martial artists or I think I think they've just been a really prominent um, actor for the last like 30 odd years. Uh, I think starting out in Chinese films, some of the action sequences are just like just top notch. There's, you know, a particular fight scene uh, where she fights a version of her husband and the, the two martial artists in that scene are just like, it, it, it's one of the, all I can say is it's one of like the wackiest and also <laughs> best action sequences I've seen um, in a movie in such a long time. And it tries to be serious in some elements, but it really just plays off as like a goofy uh, sort of like sci-fi um, comedy sort of thing. Mm. And so for me, it kind of ticks a lot of boxes. Like it's got cool action sequences. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Uh, the characters are lovable. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is, you've got such a big name and she plays such a minor character. I'm like, why? <laughs> you've got like, like, why the budget wasn't big enough. We had, we had 15 minutes for Jamie Lee Curtis in the movie. <laughs> just, just That's all the screen time you get with her. Um, so look, I just, if you want like a fun movie that you can sit through and you can, you can probably rewatch it. I actually would rewatch the movie again, knowing like what happened the first time. Cause it's like, it's like small Easter eggs and some sort of like clues that tell you, what's going to happen later in the movie. So if you watch it a second time, like a tenant or anything that comes from mm. a, um, a Nolan movie is like you watch it a few times to kind of piece together the story. This is that kind of movie. You can watch it a second or third time. Like, Oh cool. That's, that's why this happens later in the movie because of this small little Easter egg. Um, so if you like the action, you like comedy and you like, you like a movie that essentially just doesn't take itself seriously. This is my, um, my pick for 2022. Amazing. I mean, it's a, uh, yeah, so I, have, I actually haven't seen it, so it's going to have to go on the list. Um, oh, but I saw plenty of hype around it and sort of plenty of talk um, around the film. And it's definitely been already mentioned, I, I've seen in, in sort of prepping for the show, uh, in a few sort of, you know, best off the years. So it's obviously got a lot of uh, critical acclaim, let's say, uh, you know, heading into the end of year reviews that I'm sure everyone's doing. So look, a lot of a lot in there, Scotty. Uh, a lot of fun stuff, I think it's fair to say. Mm. Um and a lot more to come. Anything standing out for you in next year before we go into the music? Any releases, any films or, or TV that's on the plan that you're looking forward to? Uh, I'm um, I'm hoping to get back into Doctor Who. I, I know I'm kind of oh, riding yeah, this sci-fi yeah. train. Mm-hmm. So they've announced the new Doctor. Yes. Um, it's one of the characters who was on Sex Education from yes, uh, Netflix. Yes, I heard about this, yes. Um, so, you know, it's just really interesting to get also like – a really young doctor as well. Usually like the people who play doctor, like the doctor character, you know, like mostly dudes, mostly white dudes in their like forties or, or like maybe late thirties kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the current doctor is pretty young. So I feel like they're trying to rely, you know, revitalize it, make it appeal to like a new audience. And I'm kind of keen to see how that plays out for next year. Yeah, nice. I mean, I, I, that's a very, uh, you know, a lot of history around the Doctor Who series. So it's always oh, big definitely. when they change change Doctors. Um, I'm actually, I, I know June, I think June Part 2 is coming out oh, some yes. point next year, which I'm super keen mm. for after the first one. Um, and I think actually it's going to be a big year for Marvel in, in either a good or bad way. I, I think they've stagnated a bit with the movies mm. of late. Like you mentioned, uh, was it Doctor... Doctor Strange, oh, Strange. So many doctors yes. on this segment, but it's uh, you know, he <laughs> that was a bit of a flop for me. Spider Man was yeah. good, um, but mm. they've got you know Kang coming into the multiverse and shit. Uh, you know, speaking of multiverses, and um, I feel like it could be a bit of if if they're not good films in twenty twenty three. I don't know, maybe sink. maybe the yeah. superhero wave is done, perhaps. But um, look, we'll dig- we'll digress, uh, Scotty, on that one, <laughs> and uh, 
push on to our third topic uh, on music, which we'll be talking about that in just a second. Scott, wrapping up things for 2022 on the final episode of Trends and Tings is all things music and Ever since we started the podcast all those years ago, you know, back when we were doing a couple episodes a week, uh, music has, has always been a big part of the show, a big part of, uh, you know, our lives. So it's only mm. right, I guess, maybe to finish uh, the year off talking about some of the big records um, that have been released across 2022 by some of the biggest artists in the world. So let's cut straight to the chase, Scotty. Who have you got? Let's go. Who have you got? Who's your, what's your big number one record or, you know, most uh, fond upon yeah. looked record for the year? Easy. This, this is actually not a hard decision for me this year. It's uh, Kendrick Lamar, his fifth album, uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, because mm. it is such a raw and, and sort of like honest album. Like, you know, like um, previously, Damn, I feel like was an album for chart toppers. You know, like every, so many hits came from that that would probably stick with his career. Mm. sometimes I feel like, you know, if you have a big album like that, like a career defining album, you got to follow through with more bangers and more hype and like all the production has to be, you know, the next level. Yeah. But that's, that's not this album. It's, it's really stripped back. It's really raw. You know, he's essentially talking on this album about himself, about he's gone through therapy. What's it like to be a father? The, um, so like domestic violence has been in his family. It's a very raw, album that you know as i listen and like you know we sort of get into that stage where we get a little bit older and we're kind of thinking about the next steps for our lives like you know what do we want to go into parenthood or you know what kind of world do i want to like raise a family and kind of thing and kendrick expresses those same feelings in a very raw and not like a hollywood sort of fashion it's not like yeah yo man i'm rich i've got no problems (laughs) you don't have to worry about shit um it's it's really honest and it's quite an investment as well. I think it's um, an hour long, which we've spoken before. Sometimes albums like that just don't hit with people because you only want you want a couple of bangers, yeah, couple of bangers, the, the short bits. Um, but if you want something that is like an earnest reflection on someone, and it's not just banger after banger, it is kind of you know it's it, he's sort of like you know the modern day poet kind of thing. It's mm. really compact, sorry, compact and critical thoughts express an easy way to digest it's this album um so i think he's done it i actually think album number five is a strong contender for some of his best work um that he's done and i just yeah it's something that i've listened to every now and then when i've got a quiet time and i just want to enjoy the music Mm. this is on my playlist it's um yeah the I feel like for me when I listen to it and I'm I I am so on board with it I think it's one of the uh, one of his best records from mm-hmm. a yeah definitely a storytelling point of view I think he's had better albums in terms of for me music for example I yeah, think sure. Timber Butterflies is clear in terms of sort uh, of yes the, yeah. the music itself and sort of the the lyrics and the production everything flowing together but. I think this is probably his best album from a complete storytelling point of view. Um, mm. I honestly do almost describe it as like Kendrick's audio, audio book about his life type of thing. <laughs> like it's, uh, yeah. you know, a, a lot of it is about sort of the, you know, and Kendrick's always been that guy, right? He's, a, you know, inspired mm. by Tupac and some of the big names, but um, he's, very, he's a lyricist. Some, mm. some hip-hop people make and artists make songs 
and they make the music. They're a little bit light on when it comes to lyrics. Like they're not super mm. deep or anything. Even the Drakes of the world, right? Fucking not much behind some of the lyrics, but always there's always bangers and shit. Like even oh, on this album, yes. I wouldn't say like maybe N is it N95? I don't know what the name of that, that one yeah, song is. N95, That's yes. Probably the big one in terms of like a yes. radio played one. But aside of a bit of hype when it was a release, like uh, you're not going to hear it get played on radio too much. I think it's one of those ones no. where – you, you have to be a, a Kendrick fan to be listening to it. So, look, big ups, man. Ho- hopefully, everyone who got out to his uh, gig recently. Um, oh, I'm yeah. definitely a bit devil that I didn't go. Um, but, you know, alas, the, the too many gigs to go to these days, it feels like, Scotty. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Kendrick, mate, love to see him on the top. Yeah, look, I, I really hope uh, – I mean, I'm also pretty gutted I couldn't see him this time around. But, you know – the next time you see him, he expands his catalog. There are small, sure. there are small winners out there. So mm-hmm. it's a long game that we all play to uh, to see him at his best. But that's me for the best album of 2022. Uh, who who crowns number one when it comes to the the GDM selection? Yeah, look, my for me it was actually I was sort of the opposite to you. I sort of actually felt this year was yeah, okay. a bit more of a um, there was not a maybe an out and out this is clearly clear 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 my favorite album of the year like i had a lot mm. of contenders um which i like because it means there's a lot of stuff to a lot of good music to choose yeah. from uh i ended up going with an artist who's very much in the same you know multi uh, huge superstar level like kendrick and that is the weekend with his album dawn fm um oh, which yes. sort of I, it wasn't super on my radar personally like i'm i would consider myself a pretty mm. big weekend fan um but you know the whole album sort of came up and I was like, oh, cool. I wasn't, you know, maybe I'm not big enough to know that this was was being released <laughs> at some point this year. Yeah. Um, but what I love about it is, you know, Dawn FM set up as this sort of almost fake radio station, um, mm. listen to it from start to finish and all the songs sort of match up and it, and it literally plays like a radio station, like a, you know, a handful of, let me see yeah. how much, how long it goes for in front of me here. It's a 51 minute album. Um, so, so sort of in that Kendrick yeah, right. territory and it, and it honestly, it's pretty much like 50 minutes of songs just with like the only thing stopping from it being like a continuous playing is that they've cut the, they've cut the tracks into separate tracks. Um, it sort of could play as one big 50 minute song in a way. Mm. Um, and you know, sacrifice on this, on the, on the record was a massive tune off it produced by Swedish house mafia. He worked with them on a bit of the songs and the production of the album. Yeah. Jim Carrey doing a bit of voiceover work throughout. (laughs) It was fun. And what I love is his film clips. I've always loved the weekend sort of storytelling mm. from a film clip point of view. Like he goes deep into trying to portray like his different battles and stuff that he's got going on. And, you know, it, it all sort of is in, it's almost like a cinematic universe for the, for fucking the weekend. Mm. He does these, uh, you know, uh, film clips very much like it's a, a movie, very well produced and a lot of thought goes into it. So as an artist, love, love the weekend, love what he's about. Um, and I think, you know, he's, I mean, he's only going to create more, epic shit i feel like in the future so dawn fm if you haven't listened to it definitely recommend it check it out um a couple of honorable mentions fragments by minerva was my other really close one that could have gone either way i think yep. some some tunes on that record classic bonobo stuff very much a uh, true musician whilst being in the electronic space a little bit um hugo by loyal Kana. i'm not sure if you heard that one uh scotty but he's a british rapper um mm. recently released a new album which um is, is really worth listening and, and to finish 
Renaissance, Beyonce. How can we not mention that before we, we go offline? The biggest release. Oh, oh just the, ED, the, the EDM and the house bangers from mm. Beyonce, uh, I thought were, were very enjoyable and a lot of fun. Very fun album, which I feel like is a nice way to, uh, to wrap, perhaps, Scotty. Yeah, I was, the only thing I was going to say about Renaissance is I think I was reading about in, with its release, it kind of has started like a resurgence for uh, like dance and house mm. music, you know, because like, yep. yep. you don't usually get a lot of radio play with that anyway. Um, so has the Queen done it again? Has she re- reinvigorated another music genre? I, I think so. We we love we love to see it. We love to see more house music on commercial radio. Oh, yes, um, yes, and if Beyonce <laughs> singing on on it as well, we bloody love to see that even more. So, um, look, overall, I think it's been a um, you know that that'll pretty much do us. I think Scotty three mm. separate categories on three uh, you know big areas of the you know what we consider it comes to trends and things you know stories and news shows and movies and music. Um, so look, what were your, if you're listening at home, what were your best and biggest stories and, you know, moments and stuff across the year? If you can let us know on our Instagram where we'll put all our content up at trends and teens. If you want to give us a follow, Scott, that does us, that does us for the year. That does us for another year. That's it. 2022 yes. done 2023 loading, uh, in the next few weeks, we will be back uh, <laughs> towards the end of January. Um, stay tuned to our Instagram. If you want to know exactly when we'll be back on the airwaves but scott it's been a pleasure mate another year is done um three years three years years what what an occasion um (laughs) we uh we'll be we'll be in adelaide uh celebrating have a few few vinos in in a few weeks during the new year (laughs) break so uh um any any loyal adelaide listeners will be uh we'll be hitting you up um to to all three of you um (laughs) so look thanks mate thanks for the year it's been fun as always um and to everyone at home again thanks uh, everyone at home sound like a fucking tv show here uh, everyone listening wherever you are uh thanks for joining us and uh scott anything you want to say mate before we log off no i'm just really keen to catch everyone in the new year 2023 is where we're going to be at love it all right well you have a good week good finish to the year and we'll catch you 2023 see you, everyone